Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Appreciate you taking the time. We've got Alan Dershowitz, bottom of the hour. He is a famed attorney. One of the attorneys for O.J. Simpson has defended some of the most notorious people that you've ever heard of. He was once the professor for Ted Cruz. He was uh, once a colleague or the professor, I don't think he was a professor of, but a colleague of of Lawrence Tribe, who is just lying about the law when it comes to Trump and Mar-a-Lago. We're going to break down Mar-a-Lago, the legality of it, what should have happened, what shouldn't have happened, and why the left keeps on trying to cancel this guy who is an, a, a, a lifelong liberal. Alan Dershowitz is a lifelong liberal, and the liberals don't want him in their camp. They want him canceled. That's how dumb this is. Make sure you stick around for that. Got a lot to get to. Got a lot to talk about, including why I need to stop going on Twitter on Sunday. Carrie, I got to stop going on Twitter on Sunday. You should. Actually, Saturday and Sunday. Why don't you do that? Uh, I don't know if I can do, I can do both. That's asking way too much. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Okay. But I made the mistake going on yesterday. I'll explain that in a second on a Monday. That is the chocolatey voice. Carrie Lockie, what's going on? Polo's making it happen. Sam in the hizzy. Did you see my picture Junior Walker today? Walker's all-star. What's that? Did you see my picture today? Um, of your son? Yeah, my baby. Did he start he college today? college today, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say, he's a great-looking kid. Really uh, what's is. the thought process with the facial here? What's up with it? That's what he wants to do. Does, yeah, but how does he's, mom feel about it? That's the what? question. Well, he's 18, but that makes him look like he's 25. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he, he's very handsome, though. I mean, I I'm not like cutting it. him down. He's, a, he's, a, he's a great it. kid. I had a mustache at 12, so I get it. <laughs> You know, when when that facial hair starts coming in, you're like, damn, let me let me work with that. Yeah. But uh, after but a while, is. he's gonna get tired of it. I think he'll get rid of it. He, he's he's experimenting, I guess. Yeah, he is. And for the past four years, you know, they've been really strict in school about facial hair, um, and it had to be very clean cut and something he's. He uh, went to public trying. school, didn't he? They, they in public school they told him that you can't have a, a mustache. Yes, you couldn't. Wow. Mm-mm. I never could have gone to school like yeah. from age seven. So. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations to him. He's going to kick ass and oh, take me. Is he going to play ball in college or not? No, he's uh, all about academics. Good. You're not going to lift weight or anything because he's a gigantic guy. Well, they ha- they're trying to start a club. They don't really have they don't have a powerlifting team though. Gotcha. Uh, but he lifts on his own, but not not for the school. Well, tell him I said congratulations. I will. I will. Excellent picture. All right. So yeah, I made the mistake yesterday going on social media. And I, I look at some mistakes. Here's, uh, listen, I have no problem telling people how to start my day. Get up, um, do the three S's, well, at least two of them. And uh, what? <laughs> we don't need to what? know that, really. It's really. I shower and shave. What do you think I meant? Oh, I thought you meant the other S, actually. Well, sometimes, but usually it's at least the And two. I thought that sometimes with the showering. So, okay. Oh, why don't you stop it? Why don't you knock it off? Mm. So, uh, no, the shower actually happens every day, no matter what we talk about on this show. Um, and and uh, I'll, I'll get some, a uh, few caffeine mints. That's my caffeine. I'll grab a Zevia. And again, Zevia doesn't sponsor the show. They should. I've been talking about them for years. They, at one point, were going to send me cases of Zevia, all of our new flavors. Then I think they looked me up. 
They would add. Ah, we can't really. <laughs> no, I don't think have any part of that, that guy. Yeah. Have any part of that guy? So I have a Zevia because I, I don't. I don't like aspartame, so I, I hit the Zevia. Coffee. And, uh, I don't do coffee. I, I've tried. I just I don't like the taste. I love the smell of coffee. Don't like the taste of coffee. I don't know why. <laughs> and um and, and at one point when I was advertising for coffee seventeen years ago, um on the morning show, I had to put so much sugar in it. Just to be able to get it down, because I didn't want to lie and say that I was drinking it when I wasn't. <laughs> right. So I literally drank it in the morning, but I didn't like it. In fact, I hated it. Um, it was a great coffee brand. I'm just not a coffee person. Mm, okay. So, um, so I'll get the Zevia, the caffeine mints. I'll hit some zinc, some D3, some B12, um, and and ready to go. And I'm checking them on the websites, even on Saturday and Sunday. I don't want I don't want to go to work Monday and not know what's what the hell's going on. On Twitter, it's very convenient because on the right hand side. You've got what's trending. That means a lot of people are tweeting, and even if you're not on Twitter, and most of the country is not, but it tells me what the news cycle is going to be. If you turn on the 24-hour news channels, they're going to follow what Twitter trends are. So I put that on, and I see Dan Crenshaw. Carrie, tell the people who Dan Crenshaw is. He is a Texas congressman. Absolutely. District 2 Republican from the Houston area. He's also a war veteran, was injured in war, lost an eye. For some reason, Tucker Carlson thought that it was appropriate to call him Eye Patch McCain. I don't think that's appropriate. I think it's inappropriate. Um, I like Tucker Carlson. We'll, we'll disagree on that one. But Dan Crenshaw is a lightning rod for a lot of people. A lot of people on the right who are conservative America First people don't like Dan Crenshaw. We've had him on this show several times. I like the guy. Do I agree with him uh, on everything p- politically? No, I don't. If he was some WEF guy, and I'm not sure that he was, people keep saying that he was, I'm against that. I'm against Klaus Schwab. I'm against the World Economic Forum. I don't want anybody who is a globalist having anything to do with what the laws will be in this country. But on Twitter, you can click on why it's trending. Any clue why Dan Crenshaw was trending on a Sunday? I do not. I wasn't on there. And now Sam, poor Sam, who's my executive producer and daughter, like out of the blue gets an email from Dan Crenshaw's people. And they're like, dude, what's going on here? So I have to figure out what the story is. I click on on this and they're spreading a tweet that Dan Crenshaw made that is in support of Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, of course, one of the two Republicans on the January 6th committee She's about to lose her job on Tuesday. She's being primaried. She's going to lose badly to Hegeman in Wyoming. But she's on the committee. She's saying the most outlandish things about January 6th. She's lying her face off about Donald Trump. She is doing horrible things in that committee. Dan Crenshaw's tweet, which she's got backbone, and she's one of the strongest members of Congress I know, and I'm going, Carrie, this is a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. Turns out the tweet is from January 21st of 21. Okay. From a year and a half ago. She wasn't on the committee yet. Dan Crenshaw doesn't support the committee's existence, doesn't support her opinions on the committee, and he is not endorsing her in Wyoming. But the whole trend was that he somehow was endorsing her, propping her up. Oh, yeah, but so what? It's a year and a half ago. Look, he's supporting her. Well, he supported the fact that she, by the way, Dan Crenshaw voted against impeachment both times. He was supporting the fact that she had a backbone, that she had her own opinion. And again, I disagree with him holding her up on high at all. Politically speaking, there's nothing good I can say about Liz Cheney, and I never will. 
and I'm an America first guy, and I think Donald Trump should be the president today. Having said that, my response was, very simply, I said, that's from a year and a half ago. You're acting as if he's showing some sort of endorsement for Liz Cheney today. Well, he clearly is, and Bob Dunn, and who got to you, Pags, and what does Dan Crenshaw have on you? And I'll go through all this crap, right, on Sunday. I'm like, you know, I don't need this garbage, but now I'm in it. And Crenshaw's people email Sam, who then emails me, to see if we can have a conversation. Okay, this is Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I All I got to do is, is mind my own business. Yeah, but you can't. So I, so I get on the phone, and I'm talking to this guy, and I said, look, I just need to know very simply, because I, I put on Twitter, I said, let's make this simple. Dan, are you supporting Liz Cheney's re-election? And the person that I'm talking with, who is a person who is in his, his uh, he's in his campaign or he's in his office as a representative, he says, absolutely not. He's not supporting her uh, or endorsing her for re-election. That is, he hasn't said that. That tweet was about supporting the fact that she has a varying opinion and has the backbone to have the varying opinion. He is not supporting her, did not support her on, uh, on with the impeachment stuff, doesn't support the January 6th committee, and, and so on. And it's that simple. But then we go back to Twitter. What does Dan Crenshaw have on you? Why are you in love with Dan Crenshaw? Why are you obsessed with Dan Crenshaw? Why are you um, giving him cover? Why won't you call him out for who he is? And it takes me to sort of where Alan Dershowitz and I are going to go. And I actually relayed that story to him during, during the interview. You have to get in lockstep. You have to 100% agree with everything Trump does everything the so-called America First people do, or you are out. That's it. The fact that I, I think Dan Crenshaw, I know that he stood up for the country, lost an eye for the country, is somebody who's been on this show, and I, I questioned him on the red flag law stuff, that he said it was being misconstrued out of context. Um, this whole WEF stuff I'm not happy with. There are some decisions that he's made that I certainly have. I have the right to question as a Texan and as an American, but... To say that I can't agree with him 85 to 90% of the time and still have him as a follower of mine and I follow him on Twitter is stupid. We're in a position in 2022 to get the house back in the hands of conservatives, in the hands of people who are America first, in the hands of people who believe that Trump should be in the White House right now. But instead, as is usual, Republicans are fighting amongst themselves. As usual, this is what Republicans do. And I'm not a Republican, I'm a conservative. But they will always, always, always take it too far. And that's it, I'm not going to follow you. And I'm never going to listen to your show again. Gary, it's so stupid. I know. That I can't. Yeah. What did I do yesterday? I found the truth, reported the truth. He is yeah. not endorsing nor supporting her for re-election. What's the question? That wasn't enough. It's a level of stupidity I have a hard time understanding. Because those of you who are listening, you probably don't agree with me on 100% of the things. But if it's 95, that's not enough. If it's 90, that's not enough. Hell, if it's 50.1, it should be enough, which means that we're majority of the time in agreement. And by the way, if you don't agree with me, I like you listening too. But the idea that I have to excommunicate myself from Dan Crenshaw because he was a Twitter trend because of a tweet from a year and a half ago is legitimately stupid. And, and it makes my face hurt. We have to stop kicking people out of the tent. We have to start using our brains. You want to call Dan out on, on this or that? 
I hear you, and if I agree with you, I'll tell you. You want to call Trump out on this or that? I hear you, and if I agree with you, I'll tell you. Even Trump himself says, I don't mind you asking tough questions. I don't mind you disagreeing with me as long as you're fair. That's all we have to ask for in life. If the questions are fair, they should be answered. If the question, the question was, is he supporting her reelection? The answer is no. How do I know? I asked him. But that wasn't enough. I find it to be so weird. And, and I didn't watch any of the 24-hour news channels yesterday, but I'd, I'd be stunned if they didn't pick up on the whole Dan Crenshaw thing yesterday. They pick up almost everything off of Twitter. This is what gives Twitter the power, by the way. It's not me, and it's not the fact that, you know, Trump got kicked off. Twitter has the power because the lazy people in New York and L.A. that are putting together these, these network news shows are relying on it for news. And it's crazy. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Make sure you go check out the app or go to the website now if you want to watch the interview with uh, Alan Dershowitz and me. You'll see us both. You'll hear us both. We do it like a TV interview that you'd see almost uh, anywhere on any network. Just stop by JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M, and click on Watch Now. Uh, I was going to say live. It's Watch Now. You can listen live for the for the very good audio version of it, like FM you know, quality or better. Or you can watch it where it's just like a TV show. And again, JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. The question, the operative question right now is, do you need me to agree with everything Trump says, with everything you say, and disagree with everything or even his mere existence with Dan Crenshaw for us to get along? And it seems as though in this day and age, that's where we are. And that's very weird to me because it used to be we understood we agreed probably, all Americans in the day, probably agreed 60-70% of the time. And those of us on the same political sort of side or persuasion probably agreed 85 or 90% of the time. Why is that not enough? You need me to be in lockstep and be in complete groupthink. I think the reason why the show is so successful is because we're not that. We're not in lockstep or, or groupthink. We're just not. I mean, that, that makes us an unfree society. It makes us a society without liberty. I, I don't need to believe like you believe. Listen, man, I, I like Italian food. You might, you might prefer Indian. Who knows? I'm okay with that. I don't need to dis, completely dismantle any friendship or relationship we had because of it. And I find it to be even stupider or more stupid that over on Twitter, most of you people are using fake names. And Carrie, I got to tell you something. I'm so sick and tired of these people saying, well, it's because I have to protect myself. I get fired from my job if they see what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have an that. idea. Don't say it. They can't help themselves, though. They have to. Get a backbone. Get a set. Go on social media. Use your real name. Put your freaking picture on it and say what you believe. Or be very careful with what you say. It gets so old. And again, I'm not against the anonymity of the, of the Internet. You want to be anonymous, whatever. But I, it is so old. i got to tell you something, man. It is just old to go over on Twitter and see people with one follower 
lighten up every person they can find who, who they disagree with. And there is no accountability whatsoever. My name is Joe Pagliarulo. My entire face and name and profile is over on every social media I have. What I say, I stand behind. If you don't like it, you can call me out and hate me. If you love it, you can tell me that you love it and follow me back. It's, it's kind of that simple. I don't understand why we're in such a position in this country, and actually planet Earth, to where we're so insistent everybody agree with us. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to convince you that what I'm saying is right. And I do the, the research and I do the proper, you know, um, prep for the show to make sure that what I'm saying, I can back it up. I'm open to hearing your point, And if you could change my mind, I'll listen. I'm going to do my damnedest to try to change your mind. But even if I hang up on you on the phone because it's just going nowhere, that mean I hate you. You should never call again or you shouldn't exist as a person. I mean, literally... The left in this country is trying to get rid of Alan Dershowitz. The right in this country is trying to get rid of Dan Crenshaw. I find it to be so weird. You know, I often talk about this. We'll, we'll go to a, a ball game. Not that I've gone in a long time. We'll go to a ball game, and Carrie's sitting there and disagrees with everything that I, that I stand for in my life. I'm sitting there disagree with everything she stands for, but we'll, we're both wearing a Dolphins jersey. Carrie, we're going to get along for that game. Sure. Why not? I don't know why not. <laughs> it's, it's a great question. Mm. Of course we should. Of course we should, because for that time, we know we've got something in common. And more often than not, in life, we have more in common than we pretend. Like I'm at the gym today at Man at Mitness, and I'm sure there are at least half the people there disagree with me, and the other half the people agree with me. I'm fine with that. I agree that we're all there to work out and get ourselves in better shape. And there's nothing wrong with that. For the, so for the hour, hour and a half, whatever it was, that I was there, I mean, I'm there in a like-minded position as somebody else. I don't care what you think about my take on Dan Crenshaw. But it gets to the point to where I just want to, I just want to, either I want to, I don't know, punch myself in the face or something. I mean, something has to happen. I want to shake somebody about the shoulders to make them understand this isn't real life. And you acting like it is really blows my mind. Can you imagine being in your 80s carrying your Alan Dershowitz? No. <laughs> you are famed. You have, you have a history that is uh, not even comparable to most. Mm, yeah. you're, you're the defense attorney for some of the worst people on the planet, some of the best people on the planet. And here's a guy that did not vote for Trump. He voted for Clinton. Would, doesn't want to vote for Trump, period. But he's going to defend his right to live his life, to say what he wants to say, and he's going to defend his rights as protected by the Constitution. And because he did that, he's going to go through some very famous people who told him, we don't really want you here when I interview him coming up next. And he puts it all out. He puts it all out. He makes it very, very clear in his book. This is how I live. This is what the founding fathers intended. This is what freedom and liberty look like. I don't have to agree with you politically for us to agree that we both have the right to say it, to feel it, and to live that way. You don't want to miss this interview. Stop by right now. Uh, JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. And after the bottom of the hour commercial break, news, weather, sports, and, and so on on your local station, you're going to be able to see this interview with Alan Dershowitz, which is going to open some eyes. This He and I don't agree on much politically, but it doesn't matter. It's still a quality conversation. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. If you want to email me, just go to JoePags.com, scroll down to the bottom, click on Contact. That'll come right to me. Alan Dershowitz when we come back. Stay here. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always a pleasure to have back uh, a certainly famed attorney. He's a professor. He's an author. You see him on television all the time. Got his own podcast, which is amazing. It's uh, Alan Dershowitz. Professor, good to see you again. Thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on today. There's so much going on. I want to get the, the name of the book out there first. The Price of Principle, Why Integrity is Worth the Consequences. And there it is. I'll take it full. Show that again if you don't mind. That, that looks good. Perfect. And uh, we'll make sure people go out there and get that. It's a great time for this because... Um, you've got a Joe Manchin and a Kirsten Cinema who are both Democrats who many times will caucus with the other side because on principle, they want to do that. Liz Cheney is caucusing with the other side because on principle, she feels it's the right thing to do. But you decided to do that and immediately the left started canceling. Let's, let's cancel Dershowitz, who is one of the most famous lawyers to ever walk the earth because he doesn't get in lockstep with us. Were you surprised they turned on you when they did? I was surprised they turned on me to the degree they did. To have a public library in Chilmark that I've been going to for 53 years was the most popular speaker. They started coming up with excuses why they couldn't have me speak. I was too popular. The crowds were too big. A Caroline Kennedy sits next to me at a dinner party, and she says as she's leaving, if I knew you were invited, I wouldn't have come to this party. Wow. I'll never come to a party with you again. Uh, another couple had an engagement party for their daughter, invited us, and then called, wrote to us and said, we can't have you. Too many people will leave if they see you uh, uh, coming. Uh, the local synagogue on Martha's Vineyard, uh, Reform Synagogue, canceled me. Uh, the community center canceled me. People won't talk to me just because I defended President Trump. It was okay to defend O.J. Simpson, Leona Helmsley. Um, Ted Kennedy, him, <laughs> Chappaquiddick, but Donald Trump, there's a new, there's one special rule for Donald Trump, and that is the problem that's going on with the Justice Department. And my only way of getting back is to write my own book. I have to write my book. If I, I they can't stop me from writing a book. Yeah. The library can refuse to, to loan it. The library doesn't have any book that I wrote since I started defending Trump. They had all my books before that, and they stopped getting my books. I mean, this is just McCarthyism of the left in 2022. The name of the book is The Price of Principle, Why Integrity is Worth the Consequences. It's uh, Alan Dershowitz. You know, Professor, as I, as I watch this cancel happen to you, uh, it, it jumps out at me that you're right. They were your buddy when when you were in lockstep. But they were also Trump's buddy before he decided to run for president. And he wasn't necessarily the most liberal guy. He had some some liberal things. He was pro-choice at one point and, and so yeah. on. Called himself a Democrat at one point. But, but the guy has come out as America first, according to his belief, in what the Constitution says. And yeah. you see what he says, and I know you didn't vote for him. I know that you're not necessarily a political fan of his, but you're a fan of his usage of the Constitution. Why is that not okay? Why is it not okay for me to just be a fan of his uh, Middle East policy, yes. which I helped with? I was part of uh, getting agreements on the Abraham Accords. On July 4th, a couple of years ago, the president invited me to meet with a prominent Arab person to try to persuade him. I missed my July 4th as a result of that. Yes. Um, he's done great things on, on the Middle East. And uh, I I judge people by the totality of their circumstances. I don't like a lot of things he did. I like some things he did. That's not the point. Even if I like nothing he did, I'd still defend him. I'd still defend the president of the United States against unconstitutional impeachment charges. The Constitution provides only treason, bribery, other crimes and misdemeanors. And now some Democrats are trying to disqualify him from running again, even though the Constitution provides only four criteria for 
not being able to run and he doesn't fit any of those criteria. And so principle has gone out the window. Uh, even Attorney General Merrick Garland, who I like, I actually supported him for a justice of the Supreme Court. Yeah. He says we have to have even-handed justice. I don't see even-handed justice. Why didn't they simply do to Trump what they did to Clinton or to Sandy uh, Berger? Yeah. Uh, why, why different standards? Why when they arrest Paul Manafort, when they arrest uh, uh, Peter Navarro, when they arrest uh, uh, other people, they shackle them? When they arrest Democrats or some of my clients, they'll call me on the phone and say, your client's been indicted. Can you bring him in tomorrow? I say, oh, tomorrow's a busy day. How about Tuesday? Yeah, oh, sure. Bring him in Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> and we'll have him arraigned and we'll put him out on bail and then we'll have a trial. He's presumed innocent. But when it comes to Trump loyalists, they seem to be applying a double standard. The Justice Department's new motto, due process for me, but not for thee. Equality for me, but not for thee. Free speech for me, but not for thee. That's not America. Professor Alan Dershowitz, also author, best-selling author, Get the Price of Principle, Why Integrity is Worth the Consequences. I want to examine a little bit what you just said, uh, that he doesn't, uh, none of the criteria to stop him from running is, is in effect for Trump. In fact, I think I saw you either on your podcast or on Newsmax say Trump could be in prison and literally still run for president and win. Is that true? That's true. Um, mayor Curley ran uh, for mayor of Boston while he was in prison. The Constitution could provide that imprisoned people can't be president, but it doesn't. There are only four criteria. You have to be 35. He's 35. You have to have not fought in the Civil War against the Union. You have to have been American, born in America. And you have to not have been convicted of impeachment with the rioter that you can't run. If, if you don't meet any of those four qualifications, you can't run. But if you meet those qualifications, Congress can't change it. Congress doesn't have the power to change it. If they did, we'd have Democratic House, Democratic Senate, Democratic President. They could just pass a statute saying any president who's been impeached and acquitted can't run. That would be signed. That would be unconstitutional. So, so literally, even if the January 6th committee decides he is somehow liable or, or, or guilty or, or negligent, whatever, they still can't stop him from running. It is only the criteria that you just laid out. So, so Professor, why are they doing it? Why are they doing that? And why not subpoena Mar-a-Lago before breaking in and raiding the place uh, unannounced? Because the hard left will do anything to trash Trump, including trashing the Constitution. Let me give you an example of one of my former colleagues, Lawrence Tribe, a professor of constitutional law. He got on CNN and without dispute told his, uh, the audience that um, he was trying to persuade his former student, Merrick Garland, to indict and prosecute President Trump for attempting to murder Vice President Pence. Oh, come attempting on. Murder. This is a law professor. My God, if a student submitted an answer like that to a question, I'd give him a C minus with great inflation and tell him he was in the wrong profession. But this is a constitutional law professor. It's not that he doesn't know better. It's just that he'll do anything to get Trump. And that's the problem. The problem is there's this Trump derangement syndrome. You know, I experienced this earlier when I would go on college campuses. I'd speak about civil liberties. I'd speak about Thomas Jefferson. Then I'd mention the word Israel. And oh my God, it's as if the roof caved in. There was Israel syndrome. You could not have a rational discussion. You still can't about Israel on college campuses. And you cannot have a rational discussion about Donald Trump today uh, on Martha's Vineyard. But but you can fly... But you can fly the Palestinian flag on any college campus. You can fly the Al-Qaeda flag and the the ISIS flag. I defended the right of Palestinian students. I was their lawyer, allowing them to fly the flag when Yasser Arafat died. 
I defend people who I despise. Yes. I defend Nazis. I defend communists. I defend the PLO. Their rights of free speech are paramount. But where's the equilibrium, though? Where's the equality here? There isn't any. I mean, shouldn't you be able to say, I defended these people I despise. Now you should defend me. Why, yeah. why, why, why doesn't that fly in today's America? It doesn't apply in many places in today's America. That's what cancel culture is all about. You can't have a rational argument. Look, I used to be on television arguing with uh, William Buckley. Yes. Uh, He's a classic conservative. I was a classic liberal. He called me his favorite liberal. I called him my favorite conservative. We would fight like children on the air, and then we'd go out and have a drink and continue the conversation. When the Martha's Vineyard people started canceling this cabal and telling people if you invite him, you'll be canceled as well, I said, can't we sit down and have a conversation? Can't we have the library sponsor a talk or the community sponsor uh, sponsor a talk community center? And we'll argue back and forth and maybe people will learn. Maybe people will even change their mind. No, we're not interested. You know, today you could not have the Lincoln-Douglas debates. Half the country would say we support Lincoln. We don't want to hear Douglas. Half the country would say we support Douglas. We don't want to hear Lincoln. People do not want to hear contrary views. It gets them upset. It makes them frightened and fearful. Look at my friend Ron Sullivan. Ron Sullivan is one of the greatest lawyers in America uh, today. And he defended Harvey Weinstein for about a month. As a result of that, he was fired from being the dean of one of the Harvard colleges, even though previously he had defended double murderers, you name it. But Harvey Weinstein? No, that's like Donald Trump. Jeffrey Epstein? That's like Donald Trump. There are several names out there where if you have anything to do with them, you're automatically canceled. It is uh, Alan Dershowitz. Get the book, The Price of uh, Principle, Why Integrity is Worth Consequences. Uh, worth the Consequences. What's interesting is uh, yeah, and you can only really apply it to your own individual experience, and I'm going to do that. Yesterday, I jumped on Twitter. Sunday, should have left it alone, should have gone out and played with the kids. Instead, I jumped on Twitter, and Dan Crenshaw, the Republican congressman of Houston, was trending. So I clicked it to see why he was trending, and the allegation on Twitter was that he was supporting the re-election campaign of Liz Cheney. Now, I know Dan, and he's not. Um, I know that he's not, and I went on and I said, please show me where you get this information. People were giving me screenshots that I went back and researched were from a year and a half ago that he supported her having a backbone in voting to impeach Donald Trump. Uh, but he's not supporting her, re- uh, her re-election. He's not endorsing her. Alan, it was all I could do to not say every profane word I could think of on Twitter yesterday as people on my side, generally, politically, were coming at me over. I needed to hate Dan Crenshaw, and if I didn't hate Dan Crenshaw, I was out. Now, we couldn't have the conversation about a year and a half ago, or what was the context, or is he really supporting Liz Cheney? And I called his, his campaign. He's not supporting Liz Cheney. But it didn't matter. What mattered was that they thought in that small sandbox that if you don't hate Dan, uh, Dan Crenshaw, he's got something on you, you're a commie, you're the CCP. Oh, yeah, everybody uh, says that Trump must have something on me. Exactly That's right. Typical mantra. By the way, it's not only Twitter. Twitter is uh, often anonymous and you know irresponsible. Yes. The New Yorker magazine just repeatedly lies about me. The editor-in-chief of the New Yorker magazine is virulently anti-Israel, virulently anti-Trump, and virulently anti-me. And so he commissions people to do hit jobs on me, and they just lie, make up stories. The fact-checkers don't check. And that's the New Yorker magazine. And uh, and they're know, putting their bylines on it. They're actually saying who they are. Can't you, oh, go, yeah. can't you go after them, Professor? Cotner put his byline on it and then just lied and said, I support torture. Uh, 
I have written 15 articles saying I oppose torture. I want to stop it. Yeah. And the best way to do it is to require a warrant for torture, and nobody will grant those warrants. And so, so instead, they say I'm in favor of torture. CNN says, I think a president can commit crimes and not be impeached when I spend my entire year saying president, if he commits crimes, can be impeached, should be impeached if he commits high crimes and misdemeanors. But people just lie and get away with it. And that's why I'm suing CNN, because I want to stop this. I believe in the First Amendment, but the First Amendment doesn't include the right to willfully, deliberately, maliciously make up stories about people, edit tapes, doctor tapes, to make you say exactly the opposite of yeah. what you have said. It is uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz, The Price of Principle, Why Integrity is Worth the Consequences. They came after you with this alleged sex scandal, too. You've already been on my show vehemently de- de- denying that. You've denied it everywhere, yet they I'm thought that that would work as well. I've disproved it. I have a tape recording of her own lawyer saying that uh, it wasn't true, that she was mistaken. I have a TV appearance by another one of her lawyers saying... Um, she never had sex with any prominent people. Um, and I have other things that I can't state on television because right. she has insisted that her deposition be sealed. I don't blame her. If I were her, I would want the deposition sealed. I want my deposition out there, every word of it, and she wants it sealed. Who's telling the truth? And the fact is, if you said right here, right now on my show, Trump is a bad guy and I want him to go to prison, they would all love you again. Oh, there's no question about that. In fact, I got an email the other day saying that, saying if you just say that, we'll, you know, come back to you. I'm not going to say it. I'm sorry. I'm going to say well, what God I bless you for the backbone. No, no, I mean, I change. Yeah. You, you, you and I don't agree on much of anything politically. I mean, some, but we agree on the principles that are laid out by the founding fathers. And if you want to change it, go through the process and change Absolutely. it and amendment and do whatever. That's why the, this book, The Price of Principle, is so important. You go through freedom of expression and conscience, due process, fundamental fairness, the, the um, adversary system of seeking justice, basic equality, meritocracy. You can't even say meritocracy in this country today without somebody responding with equity which is really another word for socialism. Equity doesn't mean anything. Meritocracy is why we're so is why we're so great. Do you find yourself to be out on an island as well as a liberal saying that you believe in meritocracy? I do. I do. I believe in meritocracy. Uh, equity is the opposite of meritocracy. It, it means having people make up for past sins by abolishing meritocracy. Look, I challenge anybody who favors meritocracy to disagree with this statement. A year ago or so, I was in an airplane with my entire family, uh, JetBlue, and a horrible hurricane hit. And, and, and we were up in the air, and it, my entire family was there. And I don't often pray, but boy, was I praying. <laughs> I was praying for two things. One, that the pilot not be picked on the basis of equity, yes. but that this pilot be a meritocratic pilot. Everybody on that plane wanted that. And then recently I had surgery. And and I just wanted one thing. I wanted to make sure the surgeon was picked on meritocracy. And the surgeon, interestingly enough, the best surgeon for my particular operation was an African-American kid from Brooklyn, uh, you know, who grew up in the same kind of background I grew up from. And I was thrilled because real meritocracy produces diversity. Right. If you really are meritocratic, you're going to find people of every background, every race, because we're all equal. We're all equal. And the people who want equity instead of meritocracy are saying we're not equal. They're saying we're not equal. We need to have preference, racial preferences. 
That's just not America. It is It is so refreshing because people watching and listening have never heard a liberal who really believes in the, in the founding documents and what this country was based on. And, and it wasn't that long ago. There were a lot of people like you. Everybody now has become this radical, far-leftist, CCP-loving, um, uh, get-in-lockstep sort of so, socialist like, mentality. It's, it's crazy. There are still people like me, but they're scared to say it. They saw what happened to me. And, you know, the interesting thing about this book, The Price of Principle... It's a tragedy, as well as a comedy, in some ways, yeah. because they've succeeded. Not with me. I'm fighting back. I've written 50 books. I'll write as many more as the good Lord gives me the power to write. But, you know, they've attacked my wife, who didn't even agree with me, my children. And uh, and the message it sends is, if you have views like this, real liberal, traditional liberal views, keep your mouth shut. Crazy. I got more emails from friends saying, can't you just keep your mouth shut? People will support you if you do. But if you speak out, don't count on our support. You're famous for speaking out and not keeping your mouth shut. It's Alan Dershowitz. Get the price of principle. Maybe 30 seconds, Professor. How does this thing shake out with Mar-a-Lago? Obviously, the president has a unique, broad ability to declassify whatever he wants. And this, this looks like it's some sort of a witch hunt. What are your thoughts? I think it will not end with an indictment. There will be a tremendous pressure from the hard left, from the Larry Trumps in the world to indict. But I think Garland's sensible views will prevail unless there is something that we don't know about. A smoking gun, yeah. a head, the head of a horse uh, in, in, in his uh, safe. Uh, I don't think there'll be an indictment. You, you can't indict a former president who's running for president in a close case where Reasonable people could disagree. This has to be the Nixon standard. Nixon did commit high crimes and misdemeanors. Yes. I haven't seen the evidence in regard to Trump. It's uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz. Get his book, The Price of Principle, Why Integrity is Worth the Consequences. Thank you so much, Professor. Come back anytime. Always a great interview with you. I Thank appreciate you. you. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Motown Monday, we appreciate the professor stopping by. Ellen Dershowitz, great information. We'll put that up on Rumble later on. Another big hour coming your way, including Cray News with Kay and uh, criminal justice reform. Not so much. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.